0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Vergara. What's going on, everybody? All right, we have TK Bay back on the show this week, and we have what I called a classic episode for you, more like a classic style, because we are actually going to talk about a number of rumors and some releases that happened last week. This is including, but definitely not limited to, the OnePlus Clover, which is the code name for an upcoming budget device that OnePlus is apparently going to make for the U.S. market. Uh, plenty of other markets as well, but if you were waiting for the OnePlus Nord to come to the U.S., well, this is kind of like a tease of something they're trying to do in the U.S., but it's not quite a Nord. I don't know. We're going to talk a lot about it in the first half of this episode. And then later on in the episode, there's a little bit of hype surrounding the Samsung Galaxy Z Fold 2, which we obviously are looking forward to seeing at Unpacked this upcoming week. Uh, in the part 2 of Unpacked, or as TK called it, part 2. And that's when I bring up a question that I've been asking a lot of people who seem to really love foldables and whatnot. Like, I haven't really used foldables a whole lot, especially the Galaxy Fold when it was out last year. So I'm still not fully convinced that foldables are truly, like, the most practical thing to use every day. But then again, maybe practicality is not really the name of that game, which is what we discuss in the back half of this show. But with all of that said, let's go ahead and jump right into it. Pocket Now Weekly Podcast Number Four Two Six with myself and TK Bay. Enjoy. So Sorry. thank you for coming on today. Tgif, um,
1: my friend. Tgif. In,
0: indeed, uh, there's 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 a crap ton of stuff still to do as always. Mm-hmm. But in general, you know, we just have a lot of good stuff to sort of talk about today. A little bit of speculation, um, plenty of uh, devices that. Are either rumored or are just about to be released or announced. Really good stuff. I did exactly. want to do a quick check-in. Um, one thing that people will notice is because this is going to be one of the few times. This is this is finally going to be when I upload this to a video platform. So finally, somebody <laughs> is going. Because here's the thing. Okay. I got really annoyed like a few weeks back trying to upload a full podcast to IGTV, only mm-hmm. to find out they have a one-hour limit.
1: So that okay. really annoyed is me. Is it is it still an hour limit though? On the on the oh on the upload. Yeah, that's right. That's right.
0: Indeed. So yeah. that really annoyed me because our shows usually go just a little bit past it. So I got I got annoyed by that and my annoyance turned into laziness because trying to figure out what to cut from a one and five minute podcast, one hour, five minute podcast was really annoying. It was really dumb. So I'm doing my best to keep things rather succinct. I'm Episodes will probably be around 55 minutes so that I can do intro and outro, something like I will that. I would set so. my
1: timer now. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Uh, but, yeah, other than that, we're going to start trying to use the the Facebook page, uh, the, mm-hmm. the Now Facebook page, as the landing zone for the video podcast. And then we'll see. I'm toying around with ideas when it comes to either lives or trying to find a way to make it work on YouTube. But here's the thing. We have such a great viewership on YouTube for the daily, for my videos, for Jaime's videos, putting the podcast on there just as much as everybody who watches it might enjoy it. Just imagine looking at the feed and it's like 50K, 80K, 115K, 4K. (laughs) It's like, it's not a good look. And as much as you guys love the podcast, we need to keep the numbers at a steady level across the board. That way we can continue working with companies, working with sponsors, working with all these things, and be able to even continue doing the podcast in general. Mm hmm by keeping by, by, by making that happen anyway TK how have you been um I'm doing my best to get even like a point one percent close to you but no this is gonna get shaved later because it looks terrible
1: <laughs> I you know it at, at, at the beginning it always has that kind of odd look because you have to kind of figure out what works best but um I'm, I'm doing okay I'm doing okay I'm keeping busy uh Worked all morning, uh, or woke up early, worked, worked all morning to try to get my ROG Phone 2 back to life. Um, I had to uh, suffer the damage on the display, the, uh, the 120 hertz refresh rate display here. How did that ago. happen? Because you told me
0: about this just before the show started. You so, told me about this. I'm curious, how did you break that thing?
1: So imagine one of the. I would say one of the worst situations ever. You're taking, you're walking by a table and you want to put your phone down and you don't really don't think about it, right? You just take your phone, you put it down on the table. Well, I end up having a past table and as opposed to putting it on the table where it's flat, I put it on the edge of the table and I kind of hit it and slid down. Oh no. Didn't think it was going to be a problem. I looked at the phone, didn't have any problems. I put the phone down. I walked away, came back later. The glass didn't break. So the panel, the glass panel on the front didn't break, but the LCD under it damaged. It had enough of an impact that it dented something in there. And the inner part of the display was basically non-usable. So the color shift, everything was out. You can't use it. Um, Speakers were fine. The phone obviously still operated. Everything is fine, except the LCD kind of died. So... I kind of toyed with it. I posted online and people were like, dude, don't worry about it. Just get the ROG Phone 3. It's coming out, blah, 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 all that I'm thinking. But I really like the phone. I really like the ROG Phone 2. It's like a perfect combination of a whole bunch of things that I like. Plus, it still has a headphone jack. That's another big thing that I really like about it. So uh and of course you have, my to use an
0: ex- you have to use the peripheral for the three to get a headphone jack right isn't that still yes
1: that's okay. that's how it is the accessory that supposedly is in the box the fan that accessory that auxiliary fan that they give you has an external uh, headphone jack that's present on the side of it so that you're still technically getting it but it's now with an attachment most of us are not going to walk around with that so for me if i you know it's mostly a gaming phone i'm not really walking around with it uh, my son loves it as well he plays his Fortnite games and some of the other games that we have in there so it's a great portable massive six thousand milliampere battery and it's back to life so i'm very happy so uh that's why i was at, right before the show i sent you a picture i'm like hey i hopefully we will make it in time uh, you know I'm, I'm trying to put this thing back together so it worked yeah it just i it's been a long time since i've seen anybody that
0: i know other than i mean i don't even really know zach uh jerry rig exactly um, yeah but anybody else other than that like opening up a phone it's been forever since i've just, seen like just a battery
1: fix. yeah no 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 it, it was it was more about like i remember once i think um uh what's it called um uh fisher fisher sent uh zach a phone to get him to, to fix something for him i think i remember yeah. that was like a while back and uh, i was tempted to reach out to zach and say hey man you want to give me some pointers and stuff uh, surprisingly or weird enough uh <laughs> I did end up buying his stuff. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I, I ended up going to, oops, sorry, upside down, Jerry Regevin. So I picked up his tools, his recommended tool set, which is actually pretty good. Mm. And, um, and I picked up some adhesive tape and watched a whole bunch of videos of how to open up and put it back together. And I used to do it. This was something I did, I did many, many times back in the early, early days of like uh, HTC phones and stuff. I modded the, you know, open up, fix displays, change things. It's always fun. Yeah. You just need to take your time.
0: Yeah. Um so on uh as we as we continue with our I just noticed you have an energy drink in your hand.
1: Um I didn't I know, know you early. were a
0: monster I didn't know you were a monster drinker.
1: I am today. It was on yeah. special. No, it's getting um I I haven't been sleeping a lot lately and I woke up really early. I was like stressing out about fixing this because I finally got all the tools um because the littlest thing could literally just destroy the whole thing right i do the whole the wrong snap in there and the motherboard snaps in half and i just lost 400 bucks but what really was really stressing me is that we have data on the phone that we can't take off like game data that doesn't transfer so for me it was like once i opened it i was very much careful about that part so yeah uh but this uh, i do drink monster sometimes
0: well on the the topic of things that we're drinking so um well, I should probably take this label off. The uh, so one thing that Tiki and I have in common is our very strong mutual love for a little place called Japan. Oh, and um, I yes. uh, I found this. Okay, so the last time Tiki well no, it wasn't the last time, it was the time before that. Tiki and yes. I went to the Huntington Gardens and I mm-hmm. surprised them with a can of Boss Coffee. Boss Coffee, exactly. And it's uh it's a fantastic, just like it's the it's the can of coffee you can get from any virtually any vending machine that is everywhere in tokyo like it's the most convenient thing ever um by the way alleyways
1: yeah alleyways train stations everywhere you're walking around you're gonna hit a machine and if you find it that's generally the coffee there it's just it's so good
0: and i put my i I remember putting my pay card on my iphone at the time 11 pro mac uh, 11 Mm -hmm. pro and um just get the get the drink easy super easy just hit the button and just do that and then I okay so I as Issa has said on multiple occasions on multiple platforms, I'm kind of like it's a it's a problem. I'm on Amazon literally every day looking for stuff to buy like it's it's a really bad thing like I don't I don't buy too many things that are super expensive or anything like that but I'm constantly looking for like even cooler stuff to get look what I found I found the big boy bottle.
1: Oh, my God. Look at that craft beer. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. This is the craft boss beer that they literally make. um, And this is, (laughs) instead of the can, the small can that I got for TK, this is the big boy bottle that's like maybe 400 yen, I want to say. Absolutely,
1: man. That is nice. Nice. (laughs) I'm on Amazon, too. Unfortunately, I'm not not looking for – I usually look for also more unique – like uh, my wife loves orange Kit Kats. We try to find those on Amazon as well. If you've ever tried Kix had an orange flavor, it was very limited in the US and she had that back when she was in San Jose at one point and she loves it. So we always do that or we get some Cantonese or Hong Kong club bars, the orange club uh, bars as well. So
0: I wonder, I've never asked her this uh, when we, whenever we've hung out, but um, salted egg fish skin is the one thing that I want to find so bad and it's they never make it in the u.s it's a singaporean thing but it's also in Mm -hmm. hong kong
1: Mm -hmm. um man so i just want to get fish okay i'll have to ask her um i I would i would imagine at some point uh, somewhere in chinatown there's a place that has something similar to it but it's hard yeah i can imagine i i've i like i there's a few cantonese dishes that i'm very much a big fan of and we always end up going and getting some you know good you know yum cha or some you know dim sum and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. uh cantonese food is just amazing it's absolutely amazing
0: Uh, Okay, so before we get into our main topics, uh, just a quick plug uh, for the Pocket Now side. Uh, I am working on a review of Microsoft's current audio products, which is why if you're watching the video side, you'll see that I'm wearing the Surface headphones too. Just a quick sort of thought in general with these, like, wow, I'm actually very surprised at Mm -hmm. how good these headphones are. Um, are they as good as Bose and Sony? I'm going to withhold judgment um, because I think that Microsoft putting out a pair of ANC headphones for 250 is not a class of its own. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's better than the Sony's. It doesn't mean it's better than the Bose. But when you look at the price of those headphones compared to 250 this is a pretty compelling pair of headphones and i and they're very comfortable they have really good anc that the uh the actual dials that i'm actually using to turn up the volume and turn it down and all that mm-hmm. really impressive I, I have to give them a lot of credit for this and then um on the other side of the style slash practicality spectrum are the
1: the surface buds the surface buds oh yeah the white ones exactly yeah they those are big. The, the, I, I, the, the rings are... That was my only thing about them, but I, I've heard some good stuff from people with, deal, with a few updates that they've pushed out to them.
0: They're not bad. Um, I, I got... Lo- okay, they're, I'm, I'm only here with my parents
1: mm-hmm.
0: and even then i got looks from my parents like <laughs> what is that <laughs> it,
1: it's a, it's a unique look it's definitely a head turner which maybe is the direction that microsoft was going with maybe they wanted people to be you know get attention with those so that that still is a good thing
0: yeah, uh, it's going to be a pretty simple. Um, it's going to be a pretty simple review. I just want to give my thoughts on it because these these have been out for a few months. The buds have been out for a little bit longer than that, mm-hmm. so all the information is out there. But I just kind of want to try to connect the dots of like, is Microsoft really an audio company now? And uh, right now, I'm inclined to say, kinda. Like they're doing a pretty good job.
1: They're getting into a lot of stuff, and uh, you know, there'll be more to talk about, it, specifically the new device. Yeah, indeed. Um, all right, so
0: getting into some um sort of like not really an, like okay we have some sort of confirmation mm-hmm. that apparently a, a, an affordable we're just gonna jump right into it there's no segue for this yeah it's um, hard
1: to kind of see yeah how do you do pivot to that that just doesn't yeah how do yeah.
0: We, because it's the main thing that i think we want to talk about a bit here like we definitely had our reactions to it uh uh I want to say it, the news is coming out on every website, but I want to say it was Android Central that said we can reveal. So I guess they had some sort of exclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, there is going to be an affordable OnePlus device coming to the US. It is completely like we are making one, and mm-hmm. it's codenamed Clover. I, okay, just just go ahead and react. Like we'll get through the details as we react. I so. <sighs>
1: So I'll start off by saying, that, I mean, OnePlus said, and we've seen other information saying that they're they were trying to find or bring in an affordable version. You know, when the Nord came out for other countries, they said they were trying to bring something like it to the U.S. So the fact that we're getting more confirmation about that, I think it's a great thing. The, the I just felt like they they went with the affordable to the next level kind of thing. They went maybe too affordable. I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying it's bad. I think that the roughly 200 bucks price is reasonable really i mean a lot of people will be would like it but how do you balance that one plus you know trilogy or not trilogy like that, that one plus essence that need for speed that the fact that this this is going to be a speed device but still be budget with the proposed uh what's it called the snapdragon 4 uh this is the 430? 460. 460. so it's a 4 series snapdragon it's it's not going to have obviously you know there, there's no worries about the 5g thing but essentially it's a four series uh, Snapdragon. It's gonna be a really hard experience to try to give what you what people expect as one plus. So it, it's, I'm a little bit confused as to the direction they're going with. I think if they've gone with a six series or a seven series, maybe a little bit less spec than what we got with the Nord, that may have made a little bit more, but they really wanna hit that 200 bucks, which is a very sweet spot. I, I realize why they're hitting it, I, I understand.
0: But. Yeah, it's, it's just interesting, though, because it's almost as if they're – what's the term we're looking for here? There's, like, too much segment, uh, fragmentation, fragmentation. or Fragmentation, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because now what we have is a $200 phone and the OnePlus 8 and 8 Pro, which are still around for close to $1,000, closer yeah. to
1: $1,000. Seven, $700 to $1,000, the range on the 8 to 8 Pro, you know, entry level and spec out is, you know, seven to eight hundred, seven to 1000
0: Yeah, and it's almost as if – A lot of users in the U.S. who have been watching all of our coverage on the OnePlus Nord and saying, you know, there are some things about the phone that are quirky, but overall, it's a a pretty compelling value. Mm -hmm. And it's like a lot of people are going to be able to buy a OnePlus that is more affordable, but yet it's going to be like really cut at the knees. It's just really interesting how they're doing this. Um, Codename Clover. Okay, Mm -hmm. so Snapdragon 460, four gigabytes of RAM, 64 gigabytes of storage. It already sounds like a uh, Pixel 3a. I was gonna um, say, <laughs> um, but this is the other thing: 720p display. So at 6.5 mm-hmm. inches, so you get a lot of display, but it's it's lower resolution. And this is the main thing that kind of gets me. It's a 13 megapixel main camera joined by two two megapixel lenses. Take a wild guess what those lenses are going to be. If it's a macro into depth, I'm so done with this phone already. <laughs> it's, it, it it
1: it has to be right. It's a Mac, It's just so that they can say they have a triple camera setup on the back.
0: Thank God.
1: <laughs> but the reality at the end of the day, I real. I think we need to just step away from the the two megapixel depth sensor. I don't think people ever real. I mean, we know that you could do magic with one camera without the need of that extra camera. Just to say that you have two, three cameras, I, I personally feel like it, it's at the end of the day just worked on providing what you want to provide in a great experience. And I feel like a one single camera, maybe go up to, you know, 13 or 12, make it a good camera and don't worry about the other two. Nobody at the $200 is worrying about a macro lens and a two megapixel macro lens. Honestly, it's going to be such a hit and miss thing. We've, we've seen them so many times on other devices and people tend to not use them. Maybe put in a secondary wide, put a standard and a wide, skip the tertiary camera option. That would have been a better deal, but I understand they're trying to cut corners and, at two hundred, that's a very I mean, we already kind of see the tone. They're setting a tone for it, right? This is not going to be the powerhouse. This is going to be the the phone that you get your kid or your you know your sibling or your grandparents that just want a basic you know large display phone that they can use. I feel like that's what i'm I can't imagine recommending this to anybody that wants to be serious about just trying to either play games or, you know, just everyday usage. I don't know it's it's hard to
0: figure out. <laughs> There's one spec that looks interesting, but it's at the detriment of everything else,
1: and it's the six thousand milliamp hour battery. Yeah, with a seven twenty p display, that that thing will last you forever. And a four sixty CPU. Yeah, it's it's going to be a battery life king. Yeah, it's great
0: that it's great that OnePlus is moving into the MP three player market uh, with this phone. But yeah, like, (laughs) it's just interesting to me. And the other thing that I find interesting about this uh, Android Central spec sheet in particular is that. Uh, yes rear cameras 13 two, two where's the front so there's no info on the front yet so i'm oh. just like huh i wonder what that's gonna look like but you know i just did a uh, over on jv i did a video finally my final video on mm-hmm. well technically my final video on uh the oneplus nord and my mm-hmm. main point was that even if the phone has a few weird quirks about it like the plastic frame or stuff like that You know, it's still one of those things where for the price that you're getting it at, there's so much to like about the phone that if OnePlus just sort of honed in their messaging on the device, there would be a lot less to complain about. Because I I literally said these secondary cameras that have barely any usage whatsoever are really like if you just take those out and all we saw were two lenses on the back, uh, it would have been like, good. Like being, being Spartan is very underrated right now,
1: you know, and it's a, yeah, no, no, I I agree. It's the use, the, the claim to number of cameras is, I don't think it's a prize. I don't, not a lot of people really care that there's three, four, five, six cameras on the back. Mm -hmm. They care about the experience. And I think at the end of the day, we need to just, like I said, just focus on what you do and do best and, and people will love you for it. So it, I, I absolutely, I, I like the Nord. The Nord is a great device. It offers a lot of good features. It's fast. It doesn't even feel like it's a 7-series processor, which is weird to say. But that's, again, to, to OnePlus's prowess, this is what they're known for. They make things run smooth and fast. And that's what I really liked about it. So I feel like just feed into that. Keep sticking to that. Did you, okay,
0: so on, still on the topic of OnePlus, but so, mm-hmm. somewhat pivoting. Um, you, did you install the 11 beta or whatever mm-hmm. the beta is, the, the oxygen, hydrogen OS? I, what is I, it?
1: Well, so it's, it's Oxygen OS, um, Oxygen OS 11 beta 3. Uh, sorry, no, Android 11, 11 beta 3. Uh, no, sorry, developer preview 3 beta 1 on Oxygen OS. So essentially, it's the first release of the new Oxygen OS 11. Mm-hmm. So to coincide with Android 11, but it's running the developer preview three from Google. Gotcha. Um, so it's an earlier build. It's not as as recent as the current build of uh, beta three, uh, beta three on pixel devices.
0: Yeah. I- I'm looking forward to revisiting uh, the eight pro mm-hmm. when that software comes out, because I, I still think the eight pro is one of the year's like easy recommendations. Um, Hands down. Hands um, yeah. down. Yep. Yeah. And with um, features like that. 8, uh, yeah. Oh, on the eight uh with features like that always on display and stuff like that like I'm really looking forward to revisiting the phone there mm-hmm. um which is why I say it's my top five complaints and takeaways videos on GV are technically my final video, but I do revisit the phone later on if something comes back. And I usually frame it in some other listicle way, like top five accessories, which I've been meaning mm-hmm. to do on my channel. And the OnePlus 8 Pro has been like the first phone I wanted to do that for. But every time something else gets announced and like all of that, I keep pushing it, it back. It's, it's a mountain.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it, so that's the thing. Like it, it, whenever an announcement or something new comes out, it just throws your schedule out the door. It's like they yeah. don't really, there's a whole series you want to do, but there's just not enough days in the week or time to just be able to focus on one thing at a time so it's, it's a it's a catch-22 yeah you want to be able to cover it but you're kind of like where do i fit it
0: yeah And it's kind of getting to the point now where like i feel like in the in after how crazy 2020 has been i have mm-hmm. a feeling that 2021 a lot of us are just going to start saying no to things just so we can kind we, of
1: recover we need to kind of regulate but yeah no um we have a few more months left in 2020, and I'm, I'm really hoping for more of a, a kind of a smooth sailing, but it, we don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah. We'll indeed. see what, what could come back. And you know what? This is the other thing, too,
0: is like the whole burnout thing is like really real because I, I haven't really done anything the last couple of days, um, and I'm going to be catching up on stuff. But the other reason why I feel this way is because, in all honesty, I, I kind of don't care anymore when this next phone was announced. <laughs> I'm incredibly biased because, like, I will I will admit it. I will use the B word right now. I'm incredibly mm-hmm. biased when it comes to this particular line of phones because last year it was the MVP of many trips. The Pixel 3a, I'm biased for it because it mm-hmm. went with me around the world and I had a very deep connection with that phone. It went to Japan, it went to the Philippines, it went to a lot of places with me. Mm-hmm. But the phone that was in my other pocket for most of those trips was the Zenfone 6.
1: Ah, yes, yes. Oh, my God,
0: yeah. still one of my favorite like still the coolest phone to me because yes a motorized camera is a gimmick but when you do it right like the Phone 6 did it it put a smile on your face every single time and now we have the 7 and the 7 pro
1: which is um, a big thing that's actually very nice not only are they continuing the series but they're also doubling down on it by giving you two different options yeah so, very so exciting.
0: We're looking. What we're looking at here, uh, both of the phones have updated internal specifications. Probably Mm -hmm. one of the main things that differentiates the seven and the seven Pro is the the main thing would be that zoom lens. Uh, There Mm -hmm. are now three lenses on the back of the of the seven Pro. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I'm still on the fence about telephoto lenses. I get that they're useful from time to time, but if I can digital three times zoom into a good main sensor, I'm okay with that. But still, obviously, we want the seven Pro. Snapdragon 865 Plus, AMOLED display. mm -hmm. um, What else do we have? The the 7
1: has the 865. The 865 Plus is for the 7 Pro.
0: There we go. Um, Mm -hmm. 90 hertz uh, refresh rate. Mm -hmm. And then uh, still it's 5,000 milliamp hour batteries still. And yeah, it's just the... Well, of course, they're going to say the world's first. But yeah, it's a triple flip camera.
1: It is. And the the Pro also has OIS. That was the other one.
0: OIS across all of the lenses, yes. Yes, where Um, the
1: 7 doesn't that exactly yeah. so those
0: are the things that you will be getting on the pro and it makes perfect sense to me um, that oas would be on like you would want oas as much as possible especially on the wide-angle camera which mm-hmm. when this phone was announced um i went back to my library on jv and i saw my Phone 6 review mm-hmm. and that was even that review in and of itself was a fun thing to watch because it showed how i was able to bring it with me to a lot of places and that was where all the footage came from. I literally did my A roll and B roll in New York, but mm-hmm. the camera samples in my review were from the Philippines. And then the camera samples from the Pocket review for were from India. <laughs> I was
1: like, <laughs> Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. You guys went to the India thing. There was the whole uh, uh, sorry, Media Tech thing.
0: Yeah, it was Media Tech. Um and yeah, like all of that footage still looks great. And like it's still, it still blows my mind that you can take it. It's literally the one solution that we should have for as many phones as possible, which is look how good the rear sensors are. Mm-hmm. What if we can just use them for the front or to use them in more places than that?
1: You know? So uh, I think Oppo, a long time ago, tried doing that with the N1. Yes. Remember back then, the old flippy one? Um, and I feel like the Zen Phone's implementation was better because it didn't take any space at the front, right? You don't have to have to kind of like get, bring it up to turn. It just popped over and it also they mechanized it very nicely with taking pictures when you're trying to take like panoramic pictures you mm-hmm. use the camera itself and you can actually pan so um I'm really looking forward to seeing it I saw some videos on it uh it's definitely intriguing and I really hope that we're able to get our, our you know get some hand, hands on samples here and you know check them out I saw a few channels covering them uh but it's exciting definitely uh, Asus never never I mean the ROG Phone 3 is already big exciting phone to start with so for them to jump over to the you know the zen phone back again is great
0: yeah indeed um yeah and i'm looking at the website for right now like it's it's interesting to me that asus has their main website asus.com listing Mm -hmm. the phone showing off all the features but according to not only the announcement but people that we've talked to like they are very adamant that this is not coming to the u.s which is like a huge travesty to me because the Zenfone 6 made it on I think B&H last year and that's how Mm -hmm. I was able to get it um but yeah I
1: I would say whenever it comes to technology never is a relative term let's just leave it that it is never for now but you never know how a month later on and you know if, if there's enough of a demand I'm sure ASUS would not walk away from bringing it to the market it's, we'll it's frustrating
0: see. though because i mean because you
1: can't bank on it right if you exactly. want it what do you what do you do do you wait or do you you know take a chance and and by that point you may actually even skip it at that point so it's just you're right but uh, because i would should be able to bring it in
0: well because yeah it, it's it's the note 10 all over again right because i loved oh, yeah yeah <laughs> i loved red the note red 10. note 10 so much that i imported it from hong kong and then they announced it like four months later i was so mad when that happened um but the thing is like there's so much practicality in this phone and I think a lot of people will look at a motorized camera they hear that term and they immediately think oh it's it's a gimmick but mm-hmm. no there's a lot of practicality here like you're going to get like really good front facing photos and videos better than probably most phones out there that just rely on like a what a 10 megapixel front a 5 megapixel front um and then certain things like an extra button for the Google assistant like these are all mm-hmm. things that as long as you just sort of implement them into your life that makes sense
1: absolutely yeah no no wow. I, and i think we'll have to see i think more people need to cover it so hopefully we'll we'll see some more coverage i think initially all we saw was mostly just kind of impressions of it so mm. we'll we'll have to see how things go so hopefully we'll uh we're excited to see more stuff about it it's a, it's very unique especially at the end of 2020 there's nothing yeah. like it
0: yeah and you got to you gotta give some credit to Asus, man. Like they kind of they kind of fly under the radar a little bit, right? Like they get a lot of coverage because of the ROG phone and this phone. Yeah. But like it's not in the forefront of everyone's minds. But when you think about it, Asus does some pretty amazing stuff.
1: Dude, it's the ninety percent of what I run on my PC here. I mean, between motherboard and peripherals in the PC, I I'm a very big Asus fan. And um, like I said, I spent three hours this morning bringing this Asus <laughs> phone back to life. I'm with you. No, no, definitely. I, I I'm I'm always on the camp They they make great hardware, and the ROG line is absolutely king. Um, never had a chance to play around with the Zen Zen line since last year, but I did get a chance to see it while I was in the UK covering uh, another event so uh, you know back in the day when we used to travel yeah uh, you remember those days Uh, but yeah (laughs) back in the olden days you know I will say this is the reason why I vlog
0: um, or why I try to vlog is because imagine that we no longer have the ability to go anywhere so the best thing I can do is look back on times that if I didn't record them or have content from those trips I may not have the most vivid memories of them like i've actually Absolutely. said i've actually said this before like someone asked me once in a previous relationship like why do you record everything and i actually said it's because i have a terrible memory so i i know it, i remember nothing about my childhood up until like for like kindergarten
1: it's it's a it's a it's a beautiful thing though recording life and trying to be able to relive it again is that's amazing and i feel like most of the time what I do is I I try to do jump back that like I have a lot of videos that I've shot with my son when he was younger Hmm. Um, especially the swimming videos if we ever do get a chance to go back to our swimming pool Uh, those are amazing videos just seeing him jump in the pool hanging out with them those are fun videos to make so to me documenting taking pictures it's it's an amazing thing and you know we have amazing tech to help us do that and it keeps getting better keeps getting better every generation and tying it back,
0: that's why the Pixel 3a and the Phone 6 were my go-tos last year. Like, not even the Note, not even, like, any of the bigger phones that happened last year. Like, those weren't the ones that I brought with me on trips. It's because... You start off with the thing you think is cool or practical, and then when it succeeds in the thing you're trying to do, like documenting your favorite memories, if it succeeds, then you're going to get a connection with that device. And that's the connection I have with those. The 4A Um,
1: is an absolute, yeah, no, hands down. I think it's one of the best phones of 2020, and it is by far, like, the price is just spot on. It's the right price for it, and it just does exactly what you need it to do.
0: Yeah. Uh and and final uh double back on the topic like yeah you're right about the Asus thing that it Asus somehow permeates our lives a little bit more than we realize. I'm uh, I'm a big fan of the Zephyrus G14 which I'm using mm-hmm. as my everyday laptop right now. Man, I'm I'm doing my I'm I'm doing my review on that pretty soon and I'm sure a lot of people are looking forward to that. Every single video even if it has nothing to do with the laptop they're like are you reviewing the G14? Like <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's a great no they're absolutely they do great hardware and, and the software is really good so i'm like i said it's it's a they're a big part of your life you may not realize it but they are
0: yeah um hopefully i'll have the chance to really dive into all of that you know as mm-hmm. as one final teaser for people like I, I do have the xperia one mark ii i'm using it every day right now it is a media phone i've been gaming and playing
1: and playing videos on it um <laughs> tk is looking for his no i finally got mine back so oh. I now I'm, we're back on the same team. Oh, there you go. Took, took me a little bit longer uh, to get uh, get mine, but uh, yeah, no, we're. I missed that phone. I missed it a lot. I had to get it back.
0: Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm going to be taking it to a couple of places coming up soon. I'm actually the Ellie Zoo finally opened up again, so I'm actually kind of thinking about that right now. Um. But we'll see. Um. Let me see the. Uh, but yeah, that's there's just a little teaser for everybody. There's a lot of stuff coming up, but. It's not as if the tech world is like, oh, yeah, finish that first. No, because we have a couple of other things to talk about after this break. Going from the other phones that were, like, interesting to talk about, <laughs> TK just responded to me. <laughs> so I'm trying to be very organized when it comes to the podcast and, like, be stre- and streamline things, especially since I have to get into the habit now that I'm potentially going to be helping run three different podcasts soon.
1: <laughs> I you're gonna be the podcast king man i thought i podcasted enough a week now you're gonna be there so well i'm
0: i'm failing to reboot or restart tech and t that's my personal podcast but now uh isa and i are starting ours called technically together so these are shameless shameless plugs for my other two podcasts but technically together is isa's podcast it's her baby but Mm -hmm. i have to find ways of sort of like I do my best not to steer the show, and I do my best not to do the back end. I'm I'm letting Isa figure out everything and learn the entire process because it's all a very valuable experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there are just certain things that I'm just like, okay, if you don't want to do that, then you know, it's your show. It's your show.
1: <laughs> no, no, absolutely. I think I think it's 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 really good that you guys finally you guys finally took off and did that and started because you, you need to get it running. And then like you said, it's a great learning experience, especially to mechanics and the recording and getting the setup right and audio and video and all that good stuff. so Yeah. Yeah.
0: It should be available now. And um, I'm going to have Issa on pocket now soon, uh, mm-hmm. just as soon as we sort of uh, like not stre- well streamline, but also optimize her setup. Um, mm-hmm. And the thing is to anybody out there who, uh, wants to get a quick peek behind the curtain. Uh, TK and I actually have this problem right now. We both have loud fans running in the background right now, so we have to optimize our setup as much as possible to hopefully mitigate that noise. Exactly. Isa's in a tropical country. <laughs> if that AC in the background that you will inevitably hear is not on, there will be no show. <laughs>
1: so <laughs> it will be so hot that it's not even. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, and,
0: and it's humidity.
1: Not w- it's not just the heat.
0: It's not worth working in a hundred plus degree weather with like fifty percent fifty to seventy percent humidity or whatever the case may be. I, I never know those those numbers. Um anyway, just shameless plugs and whatnot. You know how tangents go on this on this uh show. Uh but yeah, we do have one main topic that I wanted to touch upon, and I know that we talk about this fairly often, but it's becoming more and more of a thing now that about a week or two ago, uh Microsoft announced that the duo was finally on its way. Absolutely. However, we now know people who have the duo. Like we now exactly. people have been uh, receiving them. Uh, neither of us have Microsoft, but <laughs> we haven't gotten the chance with the duo yet. And we're, I feel like we're both on the fence about buying
1: it. Still, so I don't know if you ordered it yet. I I'm, I'm debating really between the two. I, I so like the problem is they're both coming out at the same time, right? There's the duo. And then you have the Z fold two that are literally about the same time. Yeah. Um. And, but the closely, you know, they're, and they're, at least from what I'm, what we're hearing, the difference in price is not like as great as we thought it was going to be. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit on the fence between the two, mostly because I feel like I want to get it, I want to try the duo a little bit. I want to see how the, you know, the 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 other than just the initial opening and look and how it folds, kind of videos go out. Um, I want to be able to see a little bit more about how it functions and it is, is it something that's going to be realistically functional? Because it's not, at least for me, it's a folding device, but it's not a foldable device so i don't know if that the people like to differentiate between the two cuz they're Well they're why do of,
0: they not want to use the term dual screen? Like why why do I'm they not, actively like shy away from it?
1: I feel like it's too just to give us more focus on the fact that it has an amazing hinge mechanism. So sure. there is there's the biggest thing that they did there that was i think in the video that MKBHd did when he was talking to them. This was a long time ago when we first start seeing some of the original prototyping. Um the mechanism actually is very very strong. Like the it actually will sit up and sit up in any position you want it and it'll flip all the way to the other side and actually be flat which is really really important because we've seen all the concerns with the hinge mechanism on other devices um lg does it and it does great but i feel like um i think microsoft really took it to the next level they they, they really engineered the heck out of that 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 hinge so um i feel like that's the biggest thing i think that's why they don't want to call it a, a folding device Or just, you know, they want people to know that there's a great hinge. And it looks like it. It's very thin. I mean, man, there's that thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there are a few people that have given their thoughts on the hardware, Um, apparently. And people have been pretty transparent about this. Uh, Microsoft Mm. made it very clear. Don't talk about software yet. yet. Um, So we've been seeing people fold the hell out of this thing over and over again without the screens on. Um, There was one. Did you see that tweet of that one guy who literally drew an entire notebook? um and he opened it up he's like look at my duo because he doesn't have one
1: <laughs> it was really funny there's inevitably a video i've always wanted to do that too whenever i'm like hey look at my hand it looks so big it's just really really nice uh, you know it, it I, I think there's a great this is a great time because we're still trying to figure out what is the right form factor mm-hmm. i think dual displays are great i think they, they have a big purpose in them but i think LG's presence of it is basically showing that there's a demand for it. LG's doubling down on multiple generations. Microsoft coming into the game now will, be, will make this form factor very much, like solidifies the spot for it. And we will now start seeing more development to support dual displays. You know, multiple apps running at the same time, not just one going on pause. Like, you know, we both dealt with it when we were playing on the LG with games, right? You mm-hmm. switch from one screen to the other and the, the main screen on the left, you know, or whatever you left, uh, basically stops refreshing. And you yeah. you end up having some concerns, especially with games. Um, Juan Carlos did the same thing with video with Netflix. Stop supporting uh, having the video play on the side. So I'm really looking forward to Microsoft bringing in all those support. That that's really why I'm excited with it. But as far as buying it yet, I'm I'm probably gonna see wait a little bit. Um, I'm really excited about the fold 2, though. That was like I've, ha- I've I love the first generation of the fold. That I feel like the fold two is it um so i'm i'm also very excited about that one as well
0: yeah we're gonna we're gonna get more into the z fold two in a little bit z fold two i'm getting i'm starting to get used to saying Uh, that now um it's it's
1: z fold two you know like z Z as opposed to the z fold (laughs) two and we're
0: literally days away from that unpacked event so we are um
1: part part
0: (laughs) (laughs) Part two um but yeah the duo like this was i don't remember if i said this i think it was on an episode with david mo mm-hmm. from android authority but this is a this is a thought that i keep coming back to when it comes to the duo which by the uh, way he
1: is playing with one so yeah he does D- have david one. david if you watch, if you're listening to this hope you enjoy it. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um
0: and I've, we've seen certain people like ham and fisher like use it as sort of like a tiny computer the way that what was it lenovo that tried to make the um I the, yoga the, name books, of, you mean? the yoga books, yeah. I mm-hmm. almost said Zen. That's a Asus thing.
1: That's an Asus. Yeah, yoga is uh, Lenovo.
0: Yeah. So it was the yoga where they had a capacitive touchscreen on the other side,
1: mm-hmm.
0: rather than an actual like physical keyboard or anything like that. That's, ha- Jaime
1: and I saw that at IFA a few years ago, and yes. I think it was. It, but it, but the form factor was bigger though. It's not. It's not as compact. But yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I keep coming back to Microsoft and Google kind of teaming up together the way that. And I know this is controversial to say now, but the way that Huawei teamed up with Google to, to popularize the Nexus program. Mm -hmm. So we had the Nexus phones, which were the way for developers to get into Android and learn the ins and outs of Android to create Mm -hmm. apps that eventually became the ecosystem we all enjoy today. I feel like Microsoft and and Google are doing the same thing for the dual screen segment, which is why Mm -hmm. I get really weirded out by the idea that they just don't want to say the word dual screen. But if Android ends up having a dual screen component built into it for all versions moving forward, why won't they just dive into it the way they did Nexus and developers? So that's that's the reason why it's weirding me, me out
1: maybe it's something to do Just they want to feel out and see how the actual demand for it right now sure um lg's lg's presence with this is literally less than a year old right the first version that we saw was the v50 last year Mm-hmm. and that's about the first time we saw it, and it wasn't even in the US, right? There was a Korean model first. The G8X came out with it, then you had the V60, now the Velvet. We're seeing more and more devices come out with it, but the demand isn't just basically saying, look, this is a form factor that people are crazy about, that they love, they want to be able to do more stuff. So I feel like it's still in an experimental phase, really. Uh, we know that Android is supposed to be supporting more foldable or bigger displays, for you know, foldable technologies. So... This is a really really a good way to start experimenting with a, a basically they don't want to call it a dual screen but it is in a certain way it is an extended disp- uh, desktop right so it's android running on two displays It's just not connected yeah. so maybe that's why they don't want to call them uh, you know dual displays they're not truly independent there's like a, a basically just a like a, if you're running two displays like an extended monitor to your to your pc so i feel like that's probably why but it's exciting it's it is exciting
0: It is exciting, and obviously people will gravitate to the multitasking aspect of it just like we did with the uh, lg dual screen and that makes perfect mm-hmm. sense but at the same time it's like maybe i'm just in a different place in my life right now like i, I the there's another point i'm gonna make in that vein with the z fold 2 in a second but for me it's like i already have enough trouble trying to multitask in my daily life so mm-hmm. having like a twitter feed on one screen and then like an audio uh not an audiobook a kindle book on the other screen like i'm gonna get i'm gonna get neither of those things done effectively because i'm trying to do them at the same time so to me there's still a little bit it's it's weird to me i just can't see myself truly looking at this product as a very practical thing in my life when what i'm trying to do in general especially during quarantine is focus <laughs> it's at exactly. least no,
1: it- Adding more things in front of you may, may, may not necessarily help in that department. You're right.
0: Yeah, yeah, I already have YouTube playing in the background all the time. It keeps me from working. Like honestly. And I need to fix that. And we all have that problem. So it's like I'm exactly. not trying I'm not trying to guilt anybody who have the same problem. But it's it's a common thing right now. And I'm just I don't know, like as cool as this might be and as awesome as it might be to have something like a Surface Duo, I feel like it's going to do a little bit more harm than good in my actual like daily tech life.
1: (laughs) Well, I think Fisher did a good example. I mean, it's a great Kindle device, especially Mm -hmm. for, you know, for reading. So there's going to be multiple applications. Um, I think at the end of the day, realistically, it's... It's a, you have to kind of figure out if there is a solution that this will fix for you, right? If this exactly. If there's an existing need that you have that you feel like a single display doesn't do it for you, um, or even split screening on a single display doesn't do it for you, because you, you know, that's really the main benefit. Running truly two full apps on two separate screens, there is a big demand there. Um, now, you're right. You're not going to be able to pay attention to both of them at the same time. But the good thing about it is the ability of getting that pen input there's also the pen factor to the uh, to the surface um uh, i think that's also where it starts becoming a little bit more like a pen input writing uh, you know being able to take notes on one side as you're listening or you're watching something for research purposes then it starts becoming more functional uh, to have things run on multiple displays like taking notes on one and watching something on the left i think yes. those are those are always going to be the benefits there
0: which is a, an underrated thing is note-taking
1: yes i know like who who would have thought we'd do that especially with no (laughs) line of devices yeah exactly
0: i it's something that i should that i would encourage everyone to do more often like even even when you're having conversations with people like i i i super tangent but i just want to drive this point home i had a call catching up with a friend of mine from seattle uh, the other week and every now and then i would see her looking down and i was like oh do you getting a text she's like no no i'm writing down what you said and i'm like what are you talking about she's like well i don't want our conversations to just be like like not really superficial they're not superficial but i want to be able to remember certain things so that i can call back to them and i'm actually like i'm documenting and note and noting things that are significant to me about you and i was like whoa mm-hmm. that's nuts like You know, it'd be great if we all had great memories, you know, like that. But if 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 anything, writing it down makes it more significant. I was like, wow, this is actually a very profound thing. Um, But yeah, if you have like a Kindle on the left and a note-taking app on the right, write down some notes, and it's 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 a little bit like studying. Studying is.
1: it's a little underrated well true but i also feel like it's you know like for us at least you know when we're doing research and we're trying to build up our our scripts and trying to put our information and our materials together you know that takes a long time and Mm -hmm. you know when you're out and about and you don't have time to be able to bring up a laptop and sit in the couch you know you're in a car you're traveling whatever it's easier so much easier when you have enough real estate on the display that you can actually do so and because it's glass because this is where the benefit of not having a foldable display comes to play it's the fact that it is glass protected. So you can write on it. It will do, you know, uh, I mean, I'm not saying it's a note, so it'll work like a Galaxy Note, uh, you know, 20, 20 Ultra. You could pop up the, you know, obviously that doesn't have a built in pen, but essentially, you know what I mean? Using mm-hmm. it to write on, the experience is going to be enjoyable. And the fact that you have the dual displays and it's a thin device, easy to carry no issues about having that bulkiness or thickness that we get with some other devices there's an appeal i think people need to see it so the goal if there, if if microsoft stores were still you know it's still you kind know, of flourishing uh that would have been a great place but i feel like best buy would probably be one of the best places to go check it out once it's available because i think yeah. it's not even out yet
0: yeah i don't i don't know if they're displaying them too much mm-hmm. um but yes so okay so we've, we've we've talked about the duo, a little bit of multitasking thoughts and whatnot. Yeah. Obviously, we have Samsung Unpacked Part Two, as you said, coming part up in a few days. <laughs> exactly,
1: the first of September. Part Two. Yes. Uh,
0: so I've asked multiple people this, and I think I don't remember if it was you, um, but mm. I know I asked Anabong this as well, or rather Thunder E uh, at Board at Work, and <laughs> I asked him convince me please convince me as to why the fold is so beloved because i get it a big screen dope being able to watch stuff on there dope gaming sure but like this amount of love that you guys all have for this foldable is a little bit outside of me because I can't really bring my. Again, it's the practicality thing. Mm-hmm. Like, what is it about what will potentially be a very expensive device? Like, we don't know the price yet, but it will potentially no. be very. Last year's was expensive. That's why I, I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> let's just
1: use last year's just as a straight off just point of reference. It's an expensive, it's a 2K plus phone. Let's put it that way. It may not have a 2K display, but it's a 2K. Well, actually. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, the, the results of the leaks, It's an expensive phone. It's more expensive than the Duo. Let's just say that much.
0: Yes, it is. Yeah, uh, it, it is. It it will it will be because the Duo actually found a way to be like thirteen ninety nine, which is like okay, I can see that. But last yeah. year's phone, last year's uh, Fold, not Z Fold, but last year's Fold, because it was no, before nineteen eighty. Yeah, it was nuts. So I need some convincing because the Z Fold two. Okay. The bigger screen on the front. That's great. People will love that. It's, I love it's, a, that. Great, it's a great upgrade. I, I get mm-hmm. that, people. I, I get why that's a, a huge thing. But already on a fundamental level, it is a folding device that opens up. You get a bigger screen. You can have more fun with it. I get that. But that doesn't make me immediately really love it
1: you know in in theory yes because i think you're looking at it just from a spec point of view right you're looking at it as maybe let me ask a question did did you spend any time with the first first generation
0: it was it was not a lot of time i did get like a hands-on with it and i did not use it as a daily i was not able to
1: so the biggest thing that 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 made me fall in love with the first generation because they ended up buying it twice i mean i sold it twice but i bought it twice Mm -hmm. um it's the fact that it's a big display. At the time when it came out, it was a folding device that is, in my, just in the general day-to-day usage, was begging for me to open up and use the internal display. I I almost never used the external one because it was small, but it was because that form factor. It was small enough to fit in my pocket, but then when I wanted to use it, I felt like I was using a tablet. That just didn't exist. the the flawed issues that they had with there with the display, with the sensitivity, the, the, you know, the ripping off of the screen protector that people were doing, whatever, that got fixed with the first generation. And I saw that there was basically, it's a potential. It's a potential for a device that could do great. The cameras mm-hmm. were obviously note line device. Uh, sorry, I think it was the S10 line of devices, cameras. That's what they brought in with it because it was originally announced around the S10 line, right? So it had the 855, not the 855 plus, and it had the S10 cameras. So... I loved it. I loved the form factor and I loved it enough that when I had the opportunity to pick between that or the Z Fold, I bought the, the, you know, I bought the actual first generation again to use it. Um, the thing that got me at the beginning was that I always had to open it and I needed to open it because the front display was not good enough. And I feel like the Z Fold 2 fixed that problem. They finally listened to us. They gave us that full display on the front so that you don't yeah. necessarily need to open it all the time. The thickness looks like it's just about the same. It should not be that much thicker. If anything, it'll probably be more refined because it looks a little bit more flat as opposed to rounded. Um, also, some of the leaks—if if some of the leaks that I've seen are true—there's potentially hundred and twenty hertz refresh rate, this uh, resolution there, with QHD, at least for some of the stuff I'm seeing on, uh, online. So that potential of improved display, uh, bigger display, all that new things honestly could make me walk away from let's say an s20 ultra and just move over to something like this because that that then at this point i feel like i have two devices in my pocket and two quite capable devices with the processor that they're going with so again it's this the whole it checks off all the right boxes for me which i can i can
0: agree with that i will I will give you that um for somebody i i have to just as much as I'm being upfront about my biases when, when it comes to the uh, Pixel 3a, or mm-hmm. rather the Pixel A line and the uh, Zenfone 6 and 7, that I love those phones and I will always be a fan of them. Um, when it comes to, I also have to like be upfront about my privileges because, yes, I get it. If you are going to go all in on one device that hopefully ticks a lot of boxes Then, yes, a foldable device will do that. But I am in a privileged position where I have many different pieces of tech that I enjoy using that all cover various things. Like, I'm a little bit more on the fence of, I'm I'm a little bit more in the line of one tool for every uh, function. One great tool, like for example, this camera. Oh, right. This camera, this camera is fantastic for its autofocus, but it's not my B roll camera. I have a separate camera for that, which people say I'm a madman for doing that. Like, just use one camera for everything. But it's like you know. But sometimes you know, especially if you're an enthusiast, then that's that's what you become. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it's just it's the same point I made with the Note 20 Ultra uh, with my review on uh, on JV. One of my main complaints with the phone is that the way that it's priced makes me not want to recommend it to everybody because while it's easy to recommend to everybody if they can afford it, Mm -hmm. I don't know that I would actually tell them that once they tell me what they would use the phone for. If you have the S Pen and then you have DeX and they're both $200, let's just arbitrarily give that a value, and you never use either of those features, you've wasted $400 on a Note 20 Ultra. And that's the same thing with what this this could be a $2,000 device. Mm-hmm. And if you barely unfold it, <laughs> because the screen on the outside is already pretty good, then you probably wasted like $1,200 because of that.
1: <laughs> and, and I feel like the first generation of pole owners will definitely fall in love with the new one. I think that's going to be the first wave of people jumping into it. Sure. Um, I think as people start seeing it more, and hopefully we'll see it in stores, that's going to be what maybe people will wait um, the the price on the first one didn't really drop that much, so it's holding up its own price because there really isn't that much competition. Um, yeah. The uh, the 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 Huawei version of the device I think didn't really uh, wasn't really making as much of a noise as it used to. So we'll have to see basically what with the next generation. But I felt like that's what at the beginning that kept me kept me from having to keep the device for too long. Is I realized that I ended up having to open it all the time, and I and sometimes I just want to be able to take care of a couple of things without having to make it into a a two-handed operation that's literally what it ends up being so we'll have to see but at least for me if i had to pick between the two i'll probably say that i'm going for the z fold too at this point
0: fair um i think of how the flip the z flip kind mm-hmm. of changed the way i look at foldables because if you make the uh, the term might be gimmick but if you make the feature a necessity Then of course that's going to be something that I that I understand, but between the flip and the fold, on the flip you have to unfold it. It is a necessity to use that feature. But not use an
1: external. Yeah, the external display is not not. It's not a display. It's exactly yeah. But on
0: the fold or the Z Fold Two upcoming the fold is a luxury not necessarily a necessity so I think that's where I'm drawing my lines right now and it's like I love the I love the flip because its feature is its identity mm-hmm. but the fold is just it's a very much a luxurious device mm-hmm. it's like the RV of like we keep using car analogies but it's like an RV or like some sort of like yacht or something like that you know and, and I get it that's fine it can be a premium device I totally get it um and i think i will love it um hopefully i'll get like a review unit or something or whatever the case may be i don't know if poka now's going to get one either um, but yeah cuz i didn't last year it was very exclusive um mm-hmm.
1: It was a very small number of people that even got it back then because of, the, because of that first wave of things, even when they yeah. did bring it back. It's, it's, yeah. Uh, but at, at the end of the day, I think it's, yeah, you got to try it and hopefully you'll, you'll have some opportunities to do so. I know I won't. So for me, that's why it's automatic. I'm going I'm to have to figure out how to get it. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. A part of me is wondering if I should trade in my Z flip for the Z fold too. But then that's where that's where this question comes in, which is like, that, that's why I did the analysis in my head of like, the flip is a nece- the, the flip has necessity, the fold has luxury. Mm -hmm. so that's the reason why i started thinking of that you know and do i really want to give up such a cool design in the flip like that's that's my that's my whole thing right now the flip Um, still
1: is is ageless at this point it held up pretty well especially with the generation two
0: yeah definitely uh no yeah the 5g that had the updated yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah.
1: the updated Um, soc uh and of course the 5g modem
0: of course which i didn't i didn't feel a need to upgrade for those things um it's still good uh, yeah. But yeah, I think uh, I think that pretty much covers it in mm-hmm. in in the hopes of keeping things streamlined and being able to actually upload an episode on IGTV. I do have to call it here. Yeah. Um, looks like we're going to be trying to get episodes down below the one hour mark. So I'll go ahead and let TK let you know where to find him.
1: Uh, it's simple, easy. TKBAY almost everywhere on the Internet. But if you want to find my handle, it's TKDSL 8655 over on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. As always, TK Bay and let the beard guide you.
0: let the beard guide you i love that
1: Uh, It's my new catch (laughs) the catchphrase there
0: yeah nice i love it um all right well let the beard guide you to everywhere tk is on the internet and as far as pocket now and myself on social media and youtube i will let you know all of that in the outro starting now as always, thank you so much for listening to the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast. This has been Episode Four Two Six with TK Bay. All of the links to follow TK across the internet are found in the show notes. If you want to follow me, I am found on social media at JV That's JV. I love tech and I love to drink me some tea. You can also follow my channel on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash Joshua Vergara, for supplementary content to the videos I do at Pocket Now. And speaking of Pocket Now, you can find us on social media at Pocket Now across. Twitter, and Instagram. And then, of course, we have the YouTube channel at youtube.com pocketnow, where videos are coming out pretty much every single day. With all that said, we're going to go ahead and call it on this one. Thank you so much for listening to the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast once again, and we will see you in our next episode.